Good morning, McMaster University. This is Purposely Offside on CFMU McMaster Radio. Welcome back to another uh, edition of the show. As always, I'm accompanying alongside Jordan Battaglia. I myself, Anthony DiNardo, of course. Jordan, how are you doing this morning? Good man. Plug guys here. It's another beautiful day. Really slow week. Yeah. In the sports world here. You can tell we're definitely into the midsummer, uh, midsummer slowdown. Yeah, so. it's like those dog days of summer. We're gonna try to, you know, talk about as many sports stories as we can. Uh, we are without Brian Drajewski today, our third member of the show. Uh, he's actually on his honeymoon, so uh, obviously we wish him well, safe travels. Shout out to Brian G. Yeah. Brideye, congrats again. Yeah, so just me and Jordan here on the show today, and um, yeah, I mean we're we're gonna make it. We're gonna not do an interview today, no interview, uh, but we're actually gonna do one of the segments. If for those that listen to uh, our podcast, uh, we're gonna do one of the segments uh, that we usually do. Um, called onside versus offside. So we'll explain a little bit of, uh, you know, how exactly that works. And then we'll get right into it with some of the sports topics that, um, that everyone, en- everyone uh, enjoys, you know, Raptors, Leafs. Um, so we'll do that. Should we, should we describe it and then get right into it? Yeah. Let's give everybody some context. Let's, okay. uh, for those of you that, um, you know, don't t- tune into our podcast or want to start, let's give them the rules. All right. So, uh, for any of you that have watched um, any sport, any sort of sports show, I should say, um, they usually do something like cut or uncut, agree or disagree, um, onside versus offside. We're gonna read. I'm gonna read a statement, or Jordan's gonna read a statement. Um, if we agree with it, we're gonna say onside. If we disagree with it, uh, we're gonna say offside. All right. So um, very basic. Obviously, we're gonna uh, we're gonna provide explanations on why we stand on a specific sports issue. Um, and that's it. It's pretty easy. So we jump right into it? Yeah, we should jump right into let's it. One it. of my favorite segments, but we always start with hitting the music. So let's hit the music. All right, there we go. Um, the Leafs. We're going to start Leafs. All right. I'll read the first statement and then we'll just get into some really, really good discussion. All right. Uh, we talked last week on our podcast um, or on podcasts previously about Mitch Marner. All right. So that's always been a topic of focus. Uh, Mitch Marner will play opening night for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Jordan, are you onside or are you offside with that? I'm going to say onside. If you were to ask me this question a few weeks ago, I would 100% say offside, but um, if you watched his interviews that he gave last week, he is pretty adamant on playing this year. He is pretty adamant, and he's, he commented that he wants to get done by opening night. Um, you know, he didn't provide much else. I mean, if you if you listen to even his interview on, on Tim and Sid, um, he just kept deferring everything and just saying, you know, to, you know, let's deal with my agent and, and Kyle Dubas. It doesn't seem like it's something's going to get done. I think we're, you know, a lot of people are very fearful that this is going to turn into a William Nylander-esque holdout, like we saw saw last year and, and hated going right. through. But you know, he, he just kept saying that you know this will get done over the summer. And he didn't mention of any you know there was no mention of it either getting dragged into the season or not. I am I'm optimistic that it'll get done. Um, 
but I, I just think they're really going to take their time with it. I think he's just really going to hold out and try and get his number. If I think what will be very negative for him is if these other RFAs in the league start signing and right. start signing to similar deals to what the Leafs are offering and what he won't get, then I think you'll see some pressure um, shift to Marner in terms of getting a deal done and ending this holdout. Okay, so I'm going to go, I think you brought up a really good point there. You talked about how there's a lot of RFAs uh, in the league that have not signed yet. You said, obviously, Mitch Marner. That's that's our guy because we're, you know, we're Toronto Maple Leaf fans. Uh, there's Miko Rantanen, there's Braden Point, there's Patrick Laine, Matthew Kachuk, Brock Besser. Some of the brightest stars in the game are uh, RFAs. Um, but let's focus on Mitch Marner. Let's focus on the statement that I said. I'm going to go onside. I'm going to agree that Mitch Marner will play opening night for the Toronto Maple Leafs because I don't think the Maple Leafs can afford him not playing. And here's what I mean by that. I, I don't think it's a very good look for the Toronto Maple Leafs if they don't have a guy who's been their number one or who was their number one point guy last year. All right, finished what, with 90, I think it was 96 points. I got to double check that, but it was in the 90s, finished with 90 points. They can't afford to have Mitch Marner not in their lineup on opening night. For that reason, I think the deal gets done. I agree with you. I think they will take their time in arriving at a number that is comfortable for both parties. Right, so arriving at that, we, we've discussed maybe 10.5 million. Is it 10 million? Is it 11 million? Who knows? Um, I think me and you grow in frustration when certain players want certain X amount of dollars because the opportunity to play here in Toronto is endless in terms of their expectations to win a Stanley Cup with this group and also what they can do to market themselves. All right, so I agree. I think they will take their time. I think this deal does get done uh, by the time opening night comes. I don't think it's a William Nylander situation uh, where he signed into December. Um, and like I mentioned, a lot of this is because of the perception in the public eye and, and uh, public relations. I don't think it's healthy for the Toronto Maple Leafs in terms of their on-ice group and their culture, locker room culture, and in terms of how the fans view the team if they don't have Mitch Marner in the lineup. Uh, but I, I I do think they'll take your time. That was a great point you made. Um I think he steps on the ice for the first game of the season. All right? Mitch. Maybe we'll talk a little more about Mitch Marner after. All right, so second statement. You want me to read it or do you want to read it? We'll jump into this here. And, and I just mentioned it a few minutes ago. And again, I'm going to talk and bring up a, another big contract holdout or stalemate that uh, we can say crippled. I don't want to say crippled the Leafs, but it definitely crippled William Nylander's reputation in, in Leafland. But um, it was in the news over the last week or so that William Nylander is changing his number this year. He's going to go through sort of a personal rebrand with this team, and he's going to switch from 29 to number 88. Um, there's a lot of uh, he's given a lot of grief over Eric Lindros for some reason, which uh, which ended when he came out and said that he definitely supported William's William's number change. Um, but we, we've discussed his holdout in the past. It, it obviously was a big detriment to the team last year. But onside or offside, William Nylander 
will score 70 points next year and have a career year? Oof. Tough one. That, that is a tough one. Um, William Nylander's career high in points is only 61. All right, so I think, what was it, 2016 to 2017, 22 goals, 39 assists, 61 points. Year after in 2017, 2018, 20 goals, 41 assists for 61 points. So he's only hit the 60-point plateau um, in his best seasons as a Toronto Maple Leaf. There's been so much discussion this year around, you know, what can we expect of William Nylander? First of all, I'm pretty impressed they didn't have to trade him to get a, a number one defenseman, right? They they used Nazem Kadri to get uh, to get Tyson Berry. I, I was always in the mind that we can get a lot for William Nylander, um, and maybe we can get more of what we need, which is defense. But in terms of your statement, a career year for William Nylander would be 70 points, or would be well, I can guess you can argue it'd be 62, but 70 points would be his career high. I'm going to go with... Oof, Jordan, you really stumped me on this one. Will, William Nylander will score 70 points next year. I'm going to go offside. All right? I don't think William Nylander gets to 70 points next year. Tell you why. Number one... The, I don't think he has the confidence right now to, to believe that he can score 70 points. Right. Yeah. Okay. It's one thing to score in in the world championship. It's another thing to do this in the mecca of the hockey world in Toronto. Right. That the pressure on him is not going to go away. The pressure on William Nylander is going to stay with him right from the beginning of the season because there there's high expectations for William Nylander. The pressure is not going to stop. Right. I think he's going to feel the pressure. Now, this doesn't mean I think he's going to have a bad year. But I don't think he's going to get 70 points. I think he stays around 50 to 60. All right. Because I I truly believe that William Nylander is pretty one-dimensional. He's a great player, don't get me wrong, but he's pretty one-dimensional. You can only go up on the on the half boards and curl back so many times and get results. You gotta drive the net. Right? You gotta get to those quote-unquote, dirty areas of the ice, right? You got to find different ways to score goals. All right, look at Tavares, right? What do you have, 47 47 goals last year? He scored some beautiful goals. He scored some extremely ugly goals, right? Austin Matthews, big body. He gets in front of the net. I think his game can improve as well, but he finds different ways to score goals. So does Mitch Marner. William Nylander to me, doesn't look for multiple ways to score goals. He kind of wants to score his goals in the same way every single time. If he doesn't change that aspect of his game, he's not going to hit his career in point, his career high in points. How about you? I'm going to go onside. I think he does have a career year next year because he is already taking steps towards Writing the wrongs of last season. Um, I thought it was, I thought it was great when I I heard last week that he is going to go through a number change this year. Um, I'm not sure whether or not that has some sort of, you know, 
personal connection to him or anything. A lot of guys change their numbers um, when they are given the chance to pick their own. You see that with a lot of rookies. They're they're just handed a number. You see that in baseball a lot. They're handed a high number as a rookie. Um, he's more of a seasoned guy now. He's uh, had the chance. He's going to get the chance to prove himself this year. Um, I think he understands now what it's going to take to play in this league and play under a, a pretty stern coach like Mike Babcock and a, and a historic organization like the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, he's going to have a full training camp. He's going to have a full summer. There's no contract talks. There's no you know, stress or distractions this year for him. I think he's going to play a lot looser this year, even though some might think he's going to be under more of a microscope this season. Um, and I'm going to go back to our Marner talk. I think if if this holdout goes into the season, you're going to see Willie start on the power play more. I think you're going to see a lot of changes from Babcock this year. You're going to see him play more minutes if Mitch Marner is not there. I think he'll slide into a spot. You might even see him play with John Tavares. Hyman's going to be out. Mm-hmm. We don't know the status of him and when he's going to return. There's holes. Yeah, There's going to be holes there. So I, get, I think Willie Nylander will be that guy to fill that. I guess if anything, if Mitch Marner does not play opening night, right? if he's still out of the lineup, still searching for a contract, I guess the focus will be on him and off William Nylander. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. All the talk is going to be on the Marner hole, though. Yeah. I think there will be no talk of, of Willie Nylander, especially if he has a good start to the season. Yeah. But I'm going to bank my thoughts on William Nylander based on the fact that Willie that uh, sorry Mitch Marner will be in the lineup opening night but yeah it's, that's a good point if he's in the lineup opening night I still think you see Nylander take that jump next season I'm being optimistic right um and also I think you will you'll see him have be on the power play more next year I think you'll see Mike Babcock adjust and go back to his old ways like you saw how successful that power play was at the beginning of the season it was absolutely dynamite and that was without William Nylander so imagine what kind of adjustments he can make with him in the lineup talking Leafs here on 93.3 CFMU so you mentioned the jersey change let's stay on William Nylander because this is a popular topic let's talk about that number change how do you feel about the number he selected um like I said a few seconds ago, I don't know his personal reasons for the change. Um, I don't think he's actually come out and, and said why he chose 88. I know that he um, uh, was number 88 when he was playing in Sweden. So it could it could have some roots there. Um, I thought it was hilarious that, you know, you see all these Twitter trolls online, you know, going after him for wearing Eric Lindros's 88. Meanwhile, there's... You know, you got Patrick Kane. You got all these guys in the league that are wearing 88, and no one's getting grief from them for that. Like, I mean, come on, man. They were saying Eric Lindros yeah. played one year for the Leafs. Maybe like, we'll get more into on. this um, on the on our podcast oh. to follow after the show, yeah. but you're right. It is like, interesting. I, I like the personal rebrand. Right. I really like how he came out and said, you know, you know, guys, if you've purchased a William Nylander jersey, take your, take your jersey, take it to Real Sports Apparel, get it recrested with the 88 it's on me i love how i love that i love that whether people believe it or not people are like oh yeah you know ML- mlc is gonna fork the bill for him but again i, I like i really like that personal touch he added on and said you know what 
This is on me. I'm taking some accountability. I'll fork your bill for you. Again, he had to do that. I, I definitely think you had to do that to, to get the from a from a PR standpoint. He had to do that. He had to offer to pay people uh, to request the jersey. I think he absolutely had to do that. Did you see Brendan Shanahan's tweet? Yeah. What did you think of that? <laughs> Thank God you're paying, Willie. Yeah. That was pretty funny. That was awesome. We'll, we'll talk more about that in the podcast. I want to touch on the point you brought up earlier because we've got a few more things to get to here um, on the onside versus onside segment. But why are people freaking out that he's taking Eric Lindros's number? First of all, Eric Lindros played one year in the twilight of his career in 2005 to 2006. He played one year with the Leafs. If you look at actual games played, he played 33. With 33 games, he got 11 goals, 11 assists, 22 points. That's not a Leafs legend no. by any stretch of the imagination. If Matt's, if Matt Sundin's number 13 was not retired and right. he took his number 13, then you can have yeah, a problem we, with that. Then we got a problem. But like you said, not a guy who played hit a one-year wonder with the Leafs. It wasn't even a wonder. It wasn't even a wonder. It was a, a pretty much a dud. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. I don't what, know how old like he was. He's not a Leaf legend, like you said. Yeah, I don't know how old he was, but he wasn't a Leafs legend. He just, he's among those lists of old players the Leafs used to sign. We should name some of them after. I think it's ridiculous. All right. Should we carry on? We'll get some more Leafs talk after. All right. We're going to switch it up to the Toronto Raptors. All right, going a little onside, offside. We'll continue here. All right. So, let's go with the first statement here. The Raptors, we all know what happened to the Raptors. We talked about that summer dump. Kawhi leaving the Raptors. I haven't gotten over right. it yet. Yeah, yeah. I'm still I'm still trying to understand what exactly happened there. Because now it's all going to feel like a blur. Everything. Winning the championship was awesome. But now it's like, okay, we just lost a significant piece. Anyway, I digress. The Raptors will make it to the Eastern Conference Finals next year. Onside or offside, Jordan? I'm going to go offside. Okay. Because I think that teams, the teams that are left in the East are have revamped and rebuilt their roster. The, the Raptors lost such a massive, massive piece to that puzzle in losing Kawhi. If it all, it's all going to depend on seeding. But if I, if you had a preseason ranking of who's going to finish top in the East this or next season, I'm going to go Milwaukee and Philly during the regular season. The regular season. Um, so those two teams are going to be my pick to make the East final. I think the Raptors they won't have a they won't. I don't think they're going to have dead of a season that people think. I saw I saw people um, suggesting that. They're either not going to make the playoffs or they're they're going to be a lottery team next season. That's not the case. They still got a great team. I don't think they're a champ. I don't I don't consider them to be a championship contender without Kawhi. Just because I think that he put them just completely over the top last season and carried them, especially through that Sixers series. Um, and I I just think that the two teams I just mentioned, Philly and Milwaukee, I think they're just they're they're a better team than the Raptors without Kawhi. So I'm going offside. I don't think they'll be in the East final, but I think they will make the playoffs and you know they may push some teams, but I don't think they'll they'll be there. I'm going to go offside as well. It's kind of hard, I think, for to ask a team, first of all, 
to go to the Eastern Conference Final when they lost their best player. All right, but I do want to acknowledge the fact that the Raptors are still a good team. Right? Like, they, they lost their superstar, but there's a lot of reasons, a lot of other reasons why the Raptors won the NBA Finals this year besides just Kawhi. Kawhi was obviously the reason, right, for his offensive and defensive play. All right? Um, but there's a lot of other reasons why the Raptors won the NBA championship. We look at the rise of Pascal Siakam, which we've talked about on our show. Uh, for those that listen to our podcast, we've talked about his play and how he's risen his level of play. Or we've talked, uh, we, we haven't really touched upon Fred Van Vliet. We have mentioned his name, but he's a major reason why the Raptors won the Milwaukee series and why they won specifically game six um, of the Golden State uh, of the Golden State series or the NBA Finals but yeah the Raptors are not going to make the Eastern Conference Finals next year right Philly yeah they lost some players I think they lost JJ Redick all right um, but they still have Tobias Harris they lost Jimmy Butler but they brought in Al Horford they're still to me one of the top they're one of the top teams to beat in the east next year i'm not sure who's going to be better right now between them or milwaukee but you're absolutely right milwaukee and philly they're probably going to be in the eastern conference finals if not both of them one of them will i just don't think the other one will be the raptors i think a lot has to go right uh the raptors are bringing in players such as hollis jefferson they signed cameron payne last week Right again, but these are not superstar players. These are guys who range in anywhere between six to eight points per game, and are athletic. I think this is where the Raptors are going. They're an athletic team who are going to contend. They're going to finish in anywhere between the fourth to eighth seed in the Eastern Conference, maybe fifth to eighth seed. All right, maybe win a first round. I think that's their ceiling. I don't think they'll be going to the Eastern Conference Finals next year. But that's okay. The Raptors are your 2019 NBA champions. Let's all remember that. All right? Um, doesn't mean we have to repeat next year. If Kawhi was coming back, then maybe there's some pressure to repeat or get to where we were. You're listening to Purposely Offside on 93.3 CFMU. I'm going to give a shout out to everyone listening online at cfmu.ca. If you're a Mac athlete and want to join the show and share your story, Shoot us a quick DM at purposely underscore offside on Instagram at PO Sports Talk on Twitter. We'd love to have you on. Um, so just to wrap up this segment and we're, we just talk uh, Raptors and where we feel they'll, they'll be next year. We've got one more statement after this, but go ahead. There's been talk shortly after Kawhi made his decision to jump ship and head to L.A. of retiring the number two. And, and raising that into the rafters of the Scotiabank Arena next season. Yeah. Along with their 2019 NBA championship banner, I might add. But onside or offside, the Raptors should retire number two in honor of Kawhi Leonard. 100%. 1,000%. I know Brian Drzejewski, our other member of the show here who is away, uh, today or this week 
on his honeymoon. I know he will disagree with me 1000% on this. All right. I'm going totally on side. The Raptors should absolutely retire number two in honor of Kawhi Leonard. Why? Because he won an NBA championship with a team who's never had an NBA championship, a team that gets no respect in the United States of America, a team that no one in the U.S. wanted to win the NBA championship. I don't know if I'll throw there's you no know, people that live in the U.S. under the into that category, but for sure the media. He came to Toronto and did what no one ever did before. If we're gonna idolize. Vince Carter, who left the Raptors and went as far as, what, a second round exit? Right? Or no, what? yeah, second round exit against the Philadelphia uh, 76ers. If we're going to idolize Vince Carter for that and the dunk competition, then we got we to idolize Kawhi Leonard. Right? And a way to idolize is to, A, build a statue outside Scotiabank or to raise his number two into the rafters. We have to respect what Kawhi Leonard did here. Yeah, he left. Yeah, Vince Carter left. And I know Kawhi Leonard left, but he brought us something that's so valuable in something that Toronto sports has been looking for. And that's a championship in the top three sports. Okay, in the big three sports. We know how mainstream NBA the NBA is. All right, in terms of the global culture. What Kawhi did to put Toronto on the map was legendary. We gotta we gotta honor him and we should retire his number two. I'm on the fence with this, but I'm gonna go offside. Wow. When I think of players and I think of you know, a lot of players that have had numbers retired. I, I think of long-term athletes that have made a dent in the in organization that they played for, have inspired generations of fans. I know what you're going to rebuttal by saying what he did in one season can never be matched by any Toronto athlete that's ever put on the Raptor uniform. I get that, but I just think that and in terms of the guys that have been here, the guys that have played here, the guys that put poured blood, sweat, and tears for years, have the Raptor records. You know, I, I think guys like Vince Carter and guys like DeMar DeRozan and eventually will be Kyle Lowry when he ends his career, I believe those guys should be honored ahead of Kawhi. I know he delivered a championship. I know what he did in one year was spectacular. But when I look at franchise history and I think of uh, sort of Raptor legends that deserve to be up there ahead of them, I think of those two to three guys that should be there before him. So I'm going to go offside. I think that's a great way as we conclude onside or offside. I think it's a great place to stop. But I think it's a great way to start our podcast is talking about that. Who deserves who deserves to get their number retired? Players that bring a championship or does longevity and success combined, does that earn your spot up in the rafters? 
earned your number up in the rafters. We'll talk about that on the Purposely Offside podcast. Um, but yeah, good discussion. Very good discussion. All right, so no interview this week. All right, we, we decided to do something different on the show. Uh, so we're very happy uh, that you guys are listening to us on this Monday morning. We hope you guys are enjoying the show, by the way. Uh, we've enjoyed doing it for you guys. Um, but yeah, something different this week. We wanted to show you a segment that uh, that we often do, um, sparks some great discussion. Some of these topics we'll discuss in our podcast to follow. All right, anything you want to say, Jordan? No, I think we had a great talk. Yeah. I mean, like he was mentioned at the beginning, it's a bit of a slow slow spot but yeah hey, we still got lots to talk it's, about here in it's Toronto. a slow it's never season. a dull moment never a dull moment it's a slow season when it comes to sports right now things are just gonna they're just gonna heat up you think you mentioned before we have nfl camps starting all right we have all these rfas unsigned um there's a lot to discuss all right we're gonna get some more guests on the show all right to discuss various sports that's going on in our local communities um, but obviously we hope you guys uh, enjoy some of the main streets, mainstream stuff Sorry, that we like to discuss here on Purposely Offside. Right? I'm Anthony DiNardo. I'm alongside Jordan Battaglia, a.k.a. The Plug Guy. And I want to say you had some great plugs today. Thanks, man. Getting after it. Yeah, you're getting after it. All right, McMaster. We'll see you next week. Take it easy. Episode 14, Purposely Offside Sports Podcast here. Up and back on with Anthony DiNardo. I am the plug guy. As mentioned on our CFMU show, Sans Brian G for the first week in a while. Yeah. Uh, He mentioned he's going on his honeymoon. Wonder where he is at the moment. I don't know. I, I remember he explained where he was going but it, I, I cannot remember that for that guy's everywhere yeah you might I, think he's somewhere he could be on the other side of the world I do remember right one now. thing we were playing the Abbey a couple weeks ago and he was telling us um, where he was going but he was also I mean what I found interesting he's going to Italy I know he's going to Greece I believe is on the stop as well but he was telling me I don't think he's staying in one spot for more than one or two nights that's intense so I think he's going do you say 10 days I think so. I think ten, Brian's ten going. Two weeks. Brian's going for ten days. I think maybe a little bit longer, but they're not staying anywhere for more than one or two nights because they, they like moving around. So I found that's that interesting because I, I like to stay. I, you know, I like to stay in the spot, enjoy it, maybe four or five days, depending on where it is. I find I found that um, I don't like moving too much. Yeah, I found that for me in my travels, I think three three days, four day maximum is good for me. It gives you enough time to. Soak in a new area. Yeah. You see some, some main attractions and really, you know, get settled into a new city before you leave. So it's, it's, I think three to four days for me personally is, uh, 
It's not too long and it's not too short. So speaking of you going away, as you mentioned, we're on episode 14 right now of the podcast. We just wrapped up our CFMU 93.3 show. Speaking of going away, you just went away to Spain this year. I did. And the person you went away with, our good friend, Dominic Grandoni, What's is joining guys? us in studio today. He's here. What's up? What's, What's up, up, buddy? Wow. First time in the uh, CFMU state studios? Yeah. I mean, we've been talking about this for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, you coming down to podcast with us, and now Dominic Grandoni, often known as DJ. I'm here. You know, he's here. He's with us. Welcome, buddy. Thanks. Well, thanks for inviting me, guys. Anytime, man. So DJ was actually, as we were doing our um, our radio show on CFMU, which is the first part of the podcast, um, he was doing some some camera work, taking some photos, taking some video. Um, DJ actually does this, um, you know, I, I'm going to say professionally. Yeah, like on the side professionally, yeah. I'm on the side there, slash yeah. professionally, you're getting there. You're good, man. Like you're, you take some quality photos. You do some great work. Uh, with video. Thanks, appreciate so, it. I'm confident in saying professionally. Thank you. Speaking of Spain, have you seen this guy's previews of our of our trip? Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah, that's where you guys went, right? You guys went to Spain. Yep. We and went. yeah, I actually saw those videos last night. That oh, you're, the, those um, little clips you were posting. Yeah, the Ibiza. I had, uh, last night I posted the Ibiza one. Yeah. It was a time. How was Ibiza? Oh, my, it was good. It was good. It was it's epic. Just the, the sun, the sun didn't uh, work out for us for two days. Uh, we ended up staying in the rain for two days. But you know what? We oh, made the yeah. best of it. Yeah. I feel like it's one of those. Ibiza is one of those places yeah, where even yeah. if, even, but even if it rains, you are like, still gonna have yeah. a good time. Yeah. Rain or shine, the party don't stop. Yeah, you're still firing it up. Yeah, nighttime. At nighttime, we definitely partied. Yeah. Man, there were people firing it up all day and night. Yeah. Shout rain or night. shine. <laughs> rain or shine rain or shine parties so yeah dj accompanying us here on purposely offside um let's explain your connection to sports all right we we explain that um you know dj does photography does video uh, videography i should say um you know that that part of your uh, of your career i guess you can say or so, what, side jobs that, that's exploding right now you're doing really well at it uh, what are some of the athletes that you've done so far? Because we know you've done some photo and video for athletes or local athletes. Uh, I've done a few shots for some. Uh, I guess I wouldn't. I don't want to say like body bodybuilders, but like uh, people who are like influencers in the gym. Yeah. People who uh, who are upcoming MMA fighters, like uh, a young MMA fighter, uh, and uh, also boxing. I've done. Uh, I've I've shot two. I guess one photography boxing event, like full-on boxing event. Uh, you want to give a shout-out to the event? Like what, what events did you shoot in particular? What what fighters? They're obviously local local athletes in the Hamilton area. So um, local boxing fighter I shot was um, – uh, sorry, sorry, local boxing event I shot was at the Three Lines promotion events. And uh, I got invited by uh, AK Media and uh, PD DeBusolo. They invited me to come shoot, just give me an opportunity from the sidelines to, uh, I guess, work on my act- more action shots. So it was all about, uh, I don't, don't want to get into camera yeah, specifics, yeah. but it was yeah. all about trying to make sure I have the proper settings to do, uh, to do shots uh, for fast movement and stuff. And at the time, I didn't have the proper equipment, but I found that uh, I used what I had to the best of my ability to shoot them. And I think the pictures came out decent. I actually haven't posted any of that event. Um, but, uh, the, the main fight for that event was Jesse Wilcox, who I've also shot. 
I did just a little little video. I had a new camera at the time. I did a little promo video for him, uh, which I think came out awesome. I had a good response in there. It was probably, it's probably my most watched video now. Uh, I got 1.8, 1.8, 1,800 views on that one. Wow. Yeah, just because. That's it, impressive, man. Yeah, it was, uh, I don't know, like I don't have a big following or anything, but uh, for me it was a big, big deal for me. And then uh, yeah. re- recently I uh, shot uh, this gentleman or this young guy from um, Toronto, Lucas Conteros, who was an MMA fi- who's an upcoming MMA fighter. He's training to be an MMA fighter, and uh, that went really well. Like It was my first, uh, I guess, paid sports video. Oh, that wow. I did, and uh, it went really well. I gotta touch it up a little bit. Yeah, when will you be posting that? Uh, probably within the next few weeks. Nice. Um, it's it's pretty much done to my expectations. Just the uh, person who wants, the person who requested it wants something a little bit different. So I just gotta touch some stuff up. But I'm gonna be posting my version of it in the next few weeks for sure. That's awesome. And I also shot uh, this gentleman uh, Phil, um, who uh, who was actually my first vid- uh, fitness video. Uh, I shot him in the gym. He was one. He was the influencer who I was talking about that once again to the right. gym industry and the fitness industry. So, yeah, that was my first one last last year, I believe, in August. That's cool, man. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, so if, I mean, if you want to take a look at some of DJ's work, D Grandoni is his name on Facebook. Yeah. Or, or, uh, not Facebook, Instagram. In- Instagram. Instagram. Was that a plug? That was a plug. The plug you failed because I said Facebook. Yeah. But it was actually Instagram. Instagram. D Grandoni on Instagram. I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. Do- or Dominic Grandoni on Facebook. Yeah. I'm private though, so. Yeah. Watch it. You have a private Facebook. handle? No, oh, your Facebook's Facebook, private. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. I was going to say. You're, uh, you're a photographer and your Instagram or no, no, other I, socials are private? That, that can't work. Instagram's open. You are you can. doing any, uh, are you shooting any upcoming events or fights? Nothing to my knowledge as of now. I got another fitness video actually with uh, actually one of our previous previous teachers. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah, we're not going to name drop yeah. now, but yeah. You, know, you guys know who yeah. it is. Stay but tuned for that. Potential <laughs> future... Guest, uh, guest in the show. Yeah. We'll have to reach out because we're we're dying to talk soccer on this show. And she's she's trying to get really get into the fitness industry. Um, yeah, she wants to do online fitness. I'll just say it's a she. So yeah, I met with her uh, last weekend actually about it. So. That's exciting. And uh, August twenty first, I'm doing the actual shoot in uh, Hamilton Fitness Academy. Awesome, man! So, Fantastic. Yeah, that'd be great to get her on the show too for um, for a po- for the podcast as well. Yeah, I think she'd like it too. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. So. Uh, are you ready to talk some sports with us today? I am. I'll try to the best of my knowledge. All right. I'm not. A, I'm. I'm a alumni in sports playing, but I'm not an avid sports <laughs> watcher. Hey, that's okay. Fresh perspective yes. is how I like to look yeah. at it. Before we get to there, get there though, uh, we were just talking about some of his future projects, some of DJ's future projects. We're actually after we record this podcast, we're going to talk maybe talk about some future projects. That we want to work on. I'm down. You, you know what I'm referring to, Jordan? I know, I know DJ knows. I know, I know, yeah. I know, I know. <laughs> All the videos with the athletes we've been interviewing. Oh, yes. Yeah, potentially talk about some of those. Yeah. I can't wait for those. I can't wait to get completely embarrassed yeah. across all my social media with these uh, top-tier athletes. So something we talk about on our radio show is um, all the athletes that we've interviewed, you know, maybe challenging them to... Uh, a one-on-one race, so aka Anthony Romanu. Not looking forward to that. Uh, maybe challenging um, Danielle Boyago to a game of 21. Also not looking forward to that because I think she'd rinse us. But it should be funny to see. It should be funny to funny to watch. Even with Vic, you guys should put yeah, Danielle and Victor Vic in the too. same episode. Maybe some yeah. two-on-two. Yeah. Boyago and, and Victor. I was against, say, we, uh, should, uh, we should also pit them together. Like, against each other, I should say. 
You should have them against us and then no. uh, them against each other. Imagine that, that uh, shoot off. That'd be good. Yeah, that'd be crazy. I was going to say, out of the three, the three athletes that we've interviewed, of the three, which athlete do you think you'd have the best shot against? I don't no know. No pun intended. None. None of them. <laughs> None. You have to give one. Let's say whether you think you have a 0%, 0% chance of winning and beating them, who do you think you have the best chance of competing against? <sighs> I don't want to say beat. I would say, I'll say is to compete against. Grade 8 me <laughs> might be able to contend against Romanu. That's all I'm going to say. I don't, I don't even know. I don't Romanu know. now or in grade Romanu would uh, Romanu would rinse me, though, in a race. Oh, 100%. I don't know. I, I can't answer that. They're all – I don't think – None. I'd get it. Yeah, I'd get it rinsed by all of them. I'm going back to grade eight on me. I'm living in hindsight here. I'm living in the past. That's all I'll say. I mean, maybe I'd be able to compete with Romanu in grade eight. <laughs> when we did our when we did our track and field meets here at McMaster University. You know? So that's a book. I think I'd only have a chance at let's say beating Vic or Danielle, if they were both blindfolded and they could only use one arm. Okay. I'd agree with that. And I might oh, okay. give myself still a Probably a ten percent chance of being him. Yeah, I wouldn't even give myself that. I'm uh, I, the only reason why I made the was it the grade six basketball team was because everyone made the team. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Mister, shout out to I think that. I got cut from that team. Actually, <laughs> no, no, you made it. You, that's pretty much how things are now. Yeah, I guess yeah. everyone makes the team. I don't even know how the heck I was on that team. Everyone also gets a first place medal. There's no yeah. participation. Uh, yeah, I don't agree with that. Okay, so let's fire up some sports. We finished our um, radio show on CFMU talking about uh, Kawhi and yes. and if that number number two that he wore for the Toronto Raptors should be lifted up to the Raptors and retired. And uh, you know we had a an onside versus um, offside debate. Mm-hmm. That's a segment that we do here on Purposely Offside. It's kind of like an agree or disagree. Uh, if you agree with a statement, you say onside. If you disagree, you say offside. Um, and we asked if Kawhi's number two should be lifted to the Raptors, or more importantly, should it be retired? All right, I said yes because of what he did for the Raptors in bringing a championship to the city of Toronto. Jordan said no. And from what I got from your argument, Jordan, in terms of no, we shouldn't retire Kawhi's number two, you see longevity of a career in a specific city as an important feature to retiring a number. So it's not just championship. No. I think longevity and also records and statistics. Mm-hmm. I know the the only thing that matters to most people in terms of a team and it being a team sport is the number of championships that team wins. Um, which he did deliver that. I just think from and when you think of an athlete and getting a number retired and then being honored by a team for a lifetime, longevity and and stats and impact should should matter more. Right. Because at the end of the day, the Raptors they they delivered a championship and he did deliver a championship, but he. I know some most people are going to disagree with me on this, but no, okay. he, this he alone did not deliver them that championship. The Toronto Raptors won the NBA championship. Yeah, not just Kawhi. A, a team, a player's number, and his legacy being remembered forever shouldn't just be based off of championships. Mm-hmm. It should be tenure, 
longevity, impact, and statistics. Look at the guys that I mentioned on the show beforehand. Uh, you're talking about Vince Carter. Yeah, there's a lot to say about him. He didn't deliver when it mattered in the playoffs. He didn't deliver a championship to the team. But he had an incredible impact on not only Toronto, but all of Canada, and even the U.S. You hear a lot of players growing up now, and they said that they were huge Carter fans. Yeah. Kevin Durant was a Vince, was Carter, a Vince Carter Raptors fan growing yeah. up. Kevin Durant. Yeah, he took he took the Raptors global. He took the the impact that he had. Yeah, you can say it's on par with, and we'll see the impact that Kawhi had this year. Not now. Well, yes, you have seen it now, but you'll mainly see it for this. We call it the second wave yeah. for Canada basketball. But I still think, and this is me personally, I still think that to you, for you to be honored and for you to have your number raised, you should have more of a, a term and longevity. And I think there there are just two to three more, uh, two or three other guys that deserve to have that honor before Kawhi. One of them is Vince Carter. Say what you want about him. Mm-hmm. The second is DeMar DeRozan. And the third is Kyle Lowry. You talk about guys that have laid it all, all on the line when the team wasn't successful and they were just grinding their way to the top. Those two, and DeMar and Kyle, because they played together, and also Vince are guys that I would, would take over Kawhi Leonard in a second. So you talk about jersey retirement. So the odds for you, the odds for DeMar... DeRozan and Kyle Lowry to get their numbers. I mean, we won't talk about Vince Carter because I, th- I don't even want to talk about a, yeah. st- a statue. Yeah, like that. That shouldn't even honestly. That shouldn't be there. But let's just focus on the Vince Carter aside, because we can talk about about him separately. Let's talk. Let's look at Demar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry. You think the odds are, um, that their numbers would get retired before Kawhi? You think that the odds are high that they? DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry's numbers will get retired before Kawhi? Yeah, I would hope so. Maybe. I don't want to see this as like a, as like a, I don't want to say the word gimmick. Mm -hmm. But you look at Golden State. Yeah. They retired, they're honored. I don't know if they fully retired, but they retired Kevin Durant's jersey. Yeah. After he just left them and just ditched them to go to Brooklyn. Back-to-back championships, though, back-to-back MVPs. What do you describe as longevity, though? Maybe that's the question we, more, uh, we have more, to discuss. More than five years. In the NBA, what do we describe as longevity? Because guys are only signing That's the problem with three the NBA deals. now. And we've talked about it before. That the problem with the NBA is there is no tenure. There is no, there is no tenure. There, there is no loyalty and there's no tenure. And when I think about guys that deserve to have a number honored and retired for their entire lifetime, I think of I think of those loyal guys that have put the teams on their back and have been proud to be Raptors for their entire career. DeMar DeRozan was one. He also has the stats and the Raptors records to back it up. He also didn't leave. He was traded. And you can tell that he it's had a, a huge impact on him, and, and he's obviously still hurt by that decision obviously it's a business decision not an emotional and personal one yeah can't blame them for doing it look what happened yeah but he loved being a raptor so here's where i'm trying to wrap my head around though demar derozan didn't win a championship so why would his number get lifted to the raptors do you feel that he had a big influence on this organization and bringing them to the point to where they were able to trade for Kawhi and bring a championship is that that's worthy 
of lifting the number up to the rafters? Well, I think his play, the rafters, his, his, the play, his play and his his team records and statistics will speak for that as well. Right. Plus tenure. He was yeah. here. He was drafted by them. He grew up with the organization. He turned him. He he turned into a leader. Yep. On and off the court, he represented the city extremely well. He loved being here. He's raising a family here, and yep. he he brought it every night. He he gave his all. And even though he couldn't no be there that. for that championship run and take them over the top, there is no doubting Demar Derozan's drive, and there is no doubting Demar's heart for this team. And that, to me, deserves to be in the Raptors. The Raptors. Yeah, no, it's a, that's a tough one. Tough. Raptors, 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 way before Kawhi Leonard. Trying to look for a quote here from Mark Cuban, because we'll discuss that in a second. But I just want to go back to your um, – I, I want to talk about Kyle Lowry for a second. If anyone describes your definition of what's worthy of being retired to the Raptors, it's Kyle Lowry, right? Is that because he has a ring? Because he has a ring plus longevity. He's up there in the Raptors record books as well. Yeah. So that for you, that would be the ideal guy. Because, I mean, DeMar DeRozan, yeah, we can we can speak great things about him, and we are. He didn't win that title for the Raptors. And in the NBA, it's a results league. Right? Tenure might mean something for the Toronto Raptors. But I don't think tenure means anything in the NBA. Results and championships do. So if I, I think if anything, yeah, if Kawhi's number doesn't get raised to the Raptors... I think the odd, the best player or most deserving player, when you factor in tenure and you factor in um, results, which is an NBA championship, that'd be, that'd be Kyle Lowry, right? What, what do you think? I think, and I can't wait to get to get DJ's take after this. Yeah, I'm down for that. <laughs> but I think if you if you're gonna be realistic about it, the first player that's going to get their jersey retired by the Raptors is Vince Carter. Why Why now? Because he, it's been gonna, so long. They're going to look at look at him as, well, first I think DeMar and Kyle, they're obviously going to be playing much longer than Vince. He's, Vince has one year left. He's done after next season. Okay, yeah, so he's still playing. As soon yeah, as I he gotcha. retires, he's getting his number retired immediately by the Raptors the following season. That's going to happen. Masai's always talked about it. There is a place in history for Vince Carter, and that's talking of his jersey retirement. You think it's so? Happening next, it's going to happen after next season. Home opener 2020 is going to be a Vince Carter retirement ceremony. Book it now. That's my hot take for today. Next, yeah, I think you'll see, just based off of age alone, Kyle Lowry is going to have his number retired by the Raptors. He's he's a lot closer to retirement than Demar. He has a championship. By the end of it, he's going to be top. He's going to be within the, t- the top five scoring and points, or top part scoring and other stats for the Raptors. By the time he's done, he's also got his championship. His number, I think, will go second, and then Demar Derozan will be third when he's done. Well, you want a DJ's take. I, he hasn't been brought in in a minute, so yeah. let's yeah, hear this. Let's get his take here. Um, well, let, let, let's talk about, I mean, how do you feel just about Kawhi leaving? I'm, I'm obviously upset about it. Um, I think he played a huge role, like, not only for the championship, but throughout the whole season. Right. 
Um, I think that the last two games he actually didn't perform as good as he, as he could have, but right. uh, his role, I can see, you can sort of see that his role was more as was to be a leader during this whole situation. Yeah, and he was I felt. he was a little bit hurt towards the end there for sure. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, he was the leader and like people were keeping their ground like uh, Lowry was keeping his ground like they were all they weren't being cocky, they weren't being uh yeah. very as soon as they won a game they weren't like oh no, like we got this. They were more like no, we don't know what the results going to be. We got to stay grounded and stay focused and I think Kawhi played a big role in that just because of his personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So I think Everyone on the team was in that same mentality, um, but I don't. I don't believe. I don't think Kawhi should get honored. Yeah, I love that. Interesting. Yes. I don't. I only don't just because I, I'd have to agree with Jordan in terms of yeah. longevity and um, like. Uh, I don't know. I just he, he came for a year, did his thing, and left. It's like uh, yep, that's it. Like uh, if he were to stay, maybe for five years, he, you know. And he was this this past year. He was the face of the Raptors. Yeah, hundred percent. For sure. I think it brought out Lowry in the spotlight a little bit more too, um, but uh, he definitely was the face. He was the the conquering face of uh, the Raptors. He he had the brand, he had the stats. He just didn't have the longevity or longevity. Longe- yeah. Longevity. Sorry. Can yeah. Even talk, can even talk. No, it's all. <laughs> uh, yeah. I guess where I'm coming from is this: we're talking about the NBA here. We're not talking about the NHL. Yeah. We're not talking about the NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking about the NBA, mm-hmm. and I don't know if tenure really matters because I think what you said about Kevin Durant getting his number retired, he wasn't in. He was in Golden State for what four years, or is it three years? Three. I think it was three. Tenure doesn't matter. No. It's it, the NBA has always been a results-based business. All right. I think I I argued last week or was it two weeks ago that I thought Kawhi could have done more for the city of Toronto. I feel like he he could have, by coming back for a year, he could have um, squashed or at least attempted to squash the notion that no star NBA players want to play here in Toronto. Yeah. I think that's the extra mile he could have went. He didn't do that. All right, mm-hmm. but I still believe that the impact he had on the, on the city of Toronto and the championship pedigree that he did bring to the Toronto Raptors is worthy of the recognition of the of lifting his number to the Raptors and retiring and retiring his number 2. Right? Because he 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 accomplished what a no one else has ever accomplished in Toronto mm-hmm. alongside his teammates. But also what no one thought the Raptors were even capable of and that's an NBA championship. I think that alone since the NBA is a results-based industry, I think that I think that's just worthy. Is this ever going to happen again? Maybe. But the Raptors are not going to win an NBA title without a star player Correct. ever playing for the Toronto Raptors again. I agree. Now, was DeMar DeRozan a star player? No. Well, sorry, he was a star player. Was he a superstar player? Maybe that – I got to correct myself there. Toronto will never win another NBA championship without a superstar player. Mm-hmm. Okay? DeMar DeRozan was a star player, not a superstar. You need the superstars to win. Yeah, he was sing- he was a singled out player. Like, for me, for me, when I think of uh, think of it this way, are you gonna remember? Um, you, maybe us as Canadians are gonna remember Kawhi as, oh, he's uh, like when you think of Kawhi in say twenty years from now, you're gonna yeah. be like he's the guy who did it for the Raptors, but he's won a championship with other teams. Yeah, he won with San Antonio. So he's won with this team. Like, is that gonna make him stand out to retire just in Toronto, or is that gonna be you know what I mean? Is that gonna yeah. 
like why why not the other why not San Antonio retire the jersey and why why the Raptors? Well, he he had a nasty divorce with San Antonio. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't think they'd have ever have a chance. But I yeah I, I see what you, you mean. You know what I mean? Like if how about if he wins with the Clippers, he becomes a star well, player of the Clippers. So here's my argument to that: mm-hmm. Kawhi Leonard. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he won a championship with San Antonio, but San Antonio was already a, was already a dynasty Team, before man. Kawhi Leonard came. They won like two or three championships with Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili. Yeah, yeah. Um, they they had a great team before Kawhi Leonard even came. So I so what I'm saying is San Antonio is used to winning. Yeah, yeah. All right, Toronto has not. They've been a winning organization for the past six years, seven years. But no one ever thought they can get over the hump and winning a championship in yeah. the NBA. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Right? So that's why it's, this is very significant for the for Toronto. And I think every team has to has to manage and analyze their situation separately. Right? San Antonio, they have players that they need to retire. Tim Duncan, for for instance, played a long time there, has the longevity. Right? So there's Re- one check. Retired Has the number. championships. Right? Has some records. Check, 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 check. Retired number. Retire his number. All right. For Kawhi, he broke records. He won a championship. The only thing he doesn't have is the longevity. Mm-hmm. So I guess where I want to focus this conversation is is tenure in the NBA. Right? We we see that players only sign two three year deals. Kawhi signed a two plus one with the with the Clippers. Right. So he has two year a two year contract, one year option. So basically he can become a free agent in twenty twenty one if he really wants to. All right. Do you guys did you hear what Mark Cuban said, Jordan? No. Nope. DJ? No. So basically Mark Cuban said that player movement in the NBA, um basically it's exactly what we should exp- expect, sorry. And it, it it reflects what is happening in the job market across industries in the United States. Okay, so basically what he's saying is if you're a good player, or if we tra- if we transfer that kind of uh, that same scenario into the professional world, mm-hmm. if you're a good worker, a good professional, yeah. you can choose anywhere you want to pl- you want to work. Hundred percent, right? Just like if you're a really really good player, if you're a superstar player, you can choose anywhere you want to work. So why not choose what's best for you? Yeah, right. And I think that's kind of the culture in the NBA now, right? That he's describing the culture in the NBA. Players are so good that they can choose where they want to play. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing. Uh, well, I, I think Kawhi. I don't know if you guys spoke on this in, in your um, your podcast a few weeks ago. But I think he did it to be closer. Obviously, to be closer to his family. Yeah. And uh, that, that that's the only reason I could I could see other than the, like the money. But I don't even think it was about the money. Yeah. I think it was more to be closer to his family uh, and maybe maybe the the climate. Yeah. That would have been one thing. Well, he was complaining about how cold it was yeah. the winter. But, yeah. I mean, I don't blame That's, him. But uh, I hate that excuse. It, it's, yeah. But I, I guess what I'm saying is, should we even look at, should tenure even be a thing when we're considering lifting a number to the Raptors? The Raptors, sorry, I keep doing that. Should tenure be a thing when this league is all about movement? This league's all about player movement. This NBA offseason has been crazy mm-hmm. with player movement. So why should tenure be a check, a box to check when when considering retiring a, a player's number? I, I don't think tenure has to be a, a definitive staple to put somebody up in the rafters. Okay, I think I think it just if you're looking at it if you're looking at it from an organizational standpoint, mm-hmm. 
if you start if you start retiring numbers after players that have been here for a year, it you lose the you lose the um, the honor and you lose the significance of a player retirement. So it sets the bar pretty low. So it, you'll mm-hmm. cheapen you'll cheapen the effect of a jersey retirement. Jersey retirements are there, and we're talking about Toronto and their longstanding history of the Maple Leafs. The Raptors have been around since 1995. You know, you're, if you start retiring these players, like I just mentioned, you'll you'll cheapen it. it you yeah. there's no be no it won't be significant to see a player get their jersey retired. Right. Yeah. The, you lose you lose that you start to lose the tradition. Or you start to lose the history of a franchise by doing that. You see these newer teams like I know Golden State's been around for a while, but. I didn't like the whole Kevin Durant thing. They just did it after he ended up leaving, yeah. um, which I think was they were just trying to, you know, cover their their ass for, you know, that whole situation with him and his Achilles. Mm-hmm. They just said, okay, you know, we we'll wiped we'll the slate clean. He's left. We honor him. You know, thank you for everything you've done. We were going to retire. We we're going to honor your number. And just sort of cover up the whole Achilles yeah. disaster that happened in the finals. I don't want that same thing to happen here. Like you have longstanding traditions, yeah, with these franchises here. You have incredible players that have their jerseys. Who all of them deserve to have their jerseys in the rafters. I don't want that to. I don't want that trend to to happen here. Yeah, I think we got to see it not only not just from a Toronto standpoint, but as an NBA standpoint when it comes to. Retiring, like when I think of retiring, Golden State, I think Curry would be a, a, an amazing player to be honored. Yeah, to because he's been there from the yeah. start. Yeah, like I think of him over Durant any day. Of course, yeah. and that's how it should be. Yeah, that's what I think. I, I see your argument. I do see your argument. Like I, I can argue that Kevin Durant is proof that tenure means nothing in the NBA because he only spent three years there. Mm-hmm. But then I can also argue three years is actually a long time for the NBA. Mm-hmm. It right. Is, yeah. So I, I know where you're coming from. You see the value in someone committing to a place, playing there, and winning there. 100%. You see the value in that. And you, I think you feel that putting a number up in the rafters is almost a little, after one championship in one year and you decide to leave, is a little is a little cheap. Yep. It just, ma- it just makes it seem like you don't think you're ever going to win again. Right. Like there's no confidence. It's like, yeah, you know, we they obviously won a championship. They are at the pinnacle of this of the sport and the league, but for them to just be like, "Wow, this is like an anomaly. Like this is this will never this may never happen again." So let's just honor the guy that brought it to us. It it, it sort of and, and I guess for it, me, it gives I, you no confidence in your franchise to mm-hmm. be able to build another thing like that. I guess I guess where I, and I guess that's a great point. I guess where I'm looking at it is every team needs to self-assess themselves into it individually. Mm-hmm. The Raptors need to self-assess themselves and say, "We've never won an NBA championship. We went as far as the conference finals, where we've like got got handled by Cleveland, mm-hmm. right? The Raptors need to self-assess themselves, and let's say they do honor Kawhi and do lift his name." There's number up, sorry, to the rafters. That doesn't mean that the next team that wins a championship, the next superstar mm-hmm. that wins a championship with Toronto, if they ever get another superstar, 
that doesn't mean they have to retire his number. I don't think it's setting any sort of bar. I think it's just acknowledging that we finally did it. And this was the first championship in franchise history. But but that's what championship banners are for. Those yeah. are those are what aren't what individual banners are for. They're gonna get their championship banner next year. That is the um the symbol or like the representation of that championship team. And it's the Toronto Raptors 2019 NBA championship banner that is going to go up in the Raptors next year. But do the Raptors that. have that banner without Kawhi? He, but and you'll, prob- you'll forever no, rem- you'll, you'll forever remember that team as having Kawhi Leonard. You don't need to have Kawhi Leonard's number retired to honor that championship run. Yeah. It's also, and this brings up a great, another great point on that. It also is kind of a shot at the players that were on that team. Because mm-hmm. if you're saying, we're honoring Kawhi, he brought us a championship. If you're the other guys in that team, you're saying, well, I brought the championship to Toronto as well. I played hard minutes and I, you know, Fred Van Vliet played incredible yeah. in, in game six. They don't win game six without Van Vliet. But they don't win the Serge playoffs. Ibaka, they don't win the Serge, playoffs without Kawhi. Serge Ibaka had an unbelievable season in playoffs. Yeah. Kyle Lowry took his game to another level. Like you're, you're sort of dissing those players that were on that championship by also giving Kawhi a personal... Uh, mm-hmm. Sort of recognition because there were there were other guys in that team that were equally as important to their success. So if Kawhi decides to stay mm-hmm. one more year, and let's say they lose in the conference finals, how do you feel now that Kawhi played two years? Should he get his number retired? I still don't think so. <laughs> I'm still no. Yeah, I'm no. still on that point. You gotta think like I think Vince Carter, like Jordan said, has more of a chance. He like when I think Vince Carter, mm-hmm. he was the guy on the Raptors. And I mean, yeah. and he, they didn't win a championship with him, and they still honored him. He, he, but he what was is exa- very significant though? But what exactly did Vince Carter do? He put the he put he put the team on the map. That was yeah. the first stepping stone to putting this franchise out there and saying basketball can be successful in Canada. That was the first step. There was there was a tension. It was personal attention, but that he had that Raptor jersey and kit tied to him. So he was a representation of them saying, oh, wow, there, there is a basketball team in Canada that actually has a pretty good player, regardless if he's American or not. You know, But in terms of results, what the heck did he do for the Toronto Raptors? I don't, they, I, they, they never made it past no, the second round. No. I, I just they think... They have good teams. I think, like... Vince Carter, like, I don't know how he was, like, mentally or how he was with the organization. But coming from an organi- organizational standpoint to retire a guy, you want a guy who is a, a leader. And I don't know how his head – I was too young to Apparently remember. he's a bit of a diva. Yeah. I don't know if he was a diva. But, like, like, in terms of headspace, you want a guy that's a leader. You want a guy that believes in the organization. Not even a guy that wants to come win a championship and then leave the org- – you have to believe in the organization to be honored, I think. And he didn't. And, and Vince Carter, okay, longevity-wise, he was here, but yeah. he left when, when when things got tough, he left. But could he have left earlier? I don't know. That's one thing, too. And he was... he was. He, I guess, you know, he could have. Yeah, like, he, he, he obviously believed in the team, and Toronto being a newer team at the time, yeah. probably didn't have... wasn't a great organization to be with, but he believed in mm-hmm. the team. I also don't think that... But I think that's why he left, they, too, because he stopped believing. Yeah, yeah after, they had horrible. Yeah. They had some horrible management in police, too. Like, yeah, they, they obviously didn't here. do a... A great job of of doing anything to keep him. Yeah, I, I guess 
I, I, I understand. I understand what Vince Carter did for the Raptors. I'm trying. Yeah. To, I, I'm playing devil's advocate. I understand what he did. But when we look at results, like let, let let's focus away from a dunk competition for a second. If we look at on court results, they didn't do much. The Vince Carter teams, like I said, they went only to an Eastern. No, they went to uh, the second round. Mm-hmm. If you look at his statistics, though. Yeah, the statistics. Incredible. Yeah, of course. Best dunker yeah. of our generation. Right. He was a flat. Toronto had that first Incredible superstar score. flashy player, Correct. right? Exactly. But I'm looking at the NBA. NBA is all about results and rings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they always talk about how many rings you got. I mean, that's why Jordan, everyone, you know, hails Jordan, uh, Michael Jordan. The guy has six rings. That's results. Right? You have LeBron James, three rings. That's results. Kevin Durant, two rings. That's results. I guess what I'm saying is let's honor the result. Let's honor the results. But I totally see where you guys are coming from. Like, I, I do I do see where you guys are coming from with this. How many rings? We, sh- we should ask our audience. What do you guys think? Maybe we sh- we'll post a poll. Should the Raptors ret- retire number two? Should they retire Kawhi Leonard's number? Yeah. I think it'd be interesting to hear some other perspectives. Mm-hmm. That'd, be, that'd be good. Yeah. I was going to say, um, in terms of like uh, rings and stuff, though, like how are we talking? How many rings are we talking with each player, with each individual team, as opposed to personally? Michael Jordan had six with the with one team. With Chicago. With Chicago. And then I'm not familiar with LeBron. LeBron but had uh, two with Miami, one with Cleveland. One with Cleveland? Okay. And, then and now Kawhi has two rings, one with San Antonio, one, one with, with, Toronto. Uh, with Toronto. And two finals MVPs. Two finals. And two finals. Yeah, that's right. It's, it's You know what? It's I, I think it's an interesting conversation. I understand where you guys are coming from. You don't want to give that away, yeah. something like that away cheaply. Mm-hmm. But I think you also need to recognize the greatness that was. Yeah, so. it's, it's tough. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. <laughs> where to next? I love it, though. Like it, like we said, we're summer, summer of the Raptors. I'm very excited for next season. I'm curious... I'm curious to see what they do without him. I'm curious to see what the NBA is going to be like. I know. There's it's so it's, much it's, turnover it's a completely this year. Different league next year. It's going to be exciting. I think right now it's time for for Lowry to shine and to take that leader role like more. Well, he has, right? I think more. He's in though. the twilight of his career. Yeah, he's in though. the twilight. That's, that's the issue is, yeah. well, this is going to be a great segue into our uh, next topic. What's next for the Raptors? What, what's this team's identity next year? Yeah, I think you got to let him. Well, the identity is a hardworking athletic group because you see all yeah. the guys they're signing, right? The Cameron Payne, Hollis Jefferson, um, blanking out on some of the other names because I mean they're not the biggest names in the game, but they're they're guys that can contribute to an already a, a pretty good roster. They don't have a championship roster, but it's a pretty good roster. They got Gasol coming back. They have Siakam. Everyone like. OG Ananobi is going to be on the team next year. Let's see if he can make a rise. They're going to be an athletic, hardworking group. They're going to be the team they were before the trade. Yes. Like we're talking about the, the Raptors mm-hmm. of two seasons ago where they were a good team. They were a contending team. Yeah. But they weren't a championship team. I, I think you're going to see that the, exact same team next year. Go ahead, did you? I was going to say, I don't, know about, I don't know about this year. Maybe the year after that, I would say that. Just because you, you got new players. They got to know how to play with the team. They gotta build that. I think they have to build that chemistry more. Like, what, uh, you, well, usually. they still got they still got about ninety 
seven percent of the same teams yeah, as their championship true. team. It, so it, it's just and, yeah. just building off that. The, the thing is, the Raptors have to recover after the loss of Kawhi. That's it, what they're yeah. going to have to build around. That that's. Trust me, we've all played on teams. When you have a guy who's unreal on your team, yeah. like Kawhi was on 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 the Raptors, he like a superstar. When you have a superstar on your team, it totally changes your your individual psyche and mentality. Correct. Going into a game, you have more confidence going into a game. You have more confidence playing. It changes everything. Now them losing Kawhi, they're all professionals. They'll, they'll be okay. Yeah. Like I said, I still think they'll make the playoffs. OG Siakam, Van Vliet, Lowry. They got Gasol. Right, they're still a good team, but I think this is a team that could potentially have trouble scoring baskets in certain points of the season. Yeah, because okay, we, we've seen points where, I mean, besides the conference finals and finals, Van Vliet was non-existent last year. We've seen Lowry struggle. Yeah, at certain times in the playoffs, OG. I mean, the guy hasn't played for almost a year. Right, and then Siakam. We saw his struggles shooting as well, especially free throws. Right, so we'll see. I think this is a team that has potential, but it all the it, it all depends on their ability to shoot. And this team has shown that they 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 can be good shooters, but we've seen some pretty poor performances from the Raptors. I can think of two from the Philadelphia series. I think of a couple in the Milwaukee series where where they just couldn't shoot the ball. So I think I think shooting might be a little bit of an issue next next year. Shooting percentage, more specifically, but that that might vary from game to game. Maybe overall they might they might shoot over fifty percent or fifty four percent. I think but Van Vliet's going to be one of the top shooters this year. I, we, I hope so. If he whatever happened to him, apparently after he had, he had a kid, he started playing lights out. If he plays like that, of course. But like prior to the Milwaukee series, going into the regular season, mm-hmm. uh, he he. He was pretty non-existent. Oh, yeah, he just he he shined a lot. Yeah, and you know, okay, the way the way I see it, um, who is the most comparable that's going to be or is going to be or is currently on the team that could be comparable to Demar Derozan, Pascal Siakam? Well, he has he has to develop a mid-range game. But how about the new? How about in terms of new players? Hollis Jefferson's not bad. I don't even know too much about. But he's that. not. I don't think there is there is there is no Demar Derozan. I, I would say the closest would be OG or Siakam because they're going to be playing the role of, um, you know, a star player. Yeah, they're going to have to step up and be star players. And that that that's what I think is a big decision on right. how they're going to be this year. Well, yeah, one hundred percent. They're building. They're going to build around Pascal this year. Yeah, you'll see it. You'll see it become. You'll see it become his team. He'll he'll be the role guy this year. But to answer yeah. your question of wh- where they are going forward, I think they got to compete next year. They owe it to some of the guys coming back, and then eventually they might have to tear it down. I think you'll see if if Masai sees that they're not competing, or who knows if they're even struggling to be in a playoff position by the trade deadline. I think you'll just see him dump all those veteran players and begin the rebuild early. Yeah, I think he'll start stocking up on draft picks for the off season. They have a ton of money coming off the books after next season. Oh yeah, yeah. They're they pretty much their entire team is coming off the books next year. So I think you'll see with them on expiring contracts, if they're not contending, you'll see you'll see Marcus Saul get traded. You you won't see. I don't think you'll see Siakam or Van Vliet, but I don't think he'll trade Lowry. But you'll see guys like Marcus Saul get dumped. 
for a pick to yeah. maybe a few a few of the uh, you know, the bench guys or anything that might get dumped for like maybe like a second rounder or something. But um, yeah, you'll you'll see an early rebuild, especially if we're not contending. So as we start to conclude the podcast, I just want to say that you mentioned Jordan the future of the Toronto Raptors. I think the future of the Toronto Raptors is on par with the future of Canada basketball. You know, we talked last week with Victor mm-hmm. Victor Razzo, head coach of the Niagara River Lions in the CEBL. You know, where's Canada's future in basketball and it's very bright oh yeah right it's extremely bright we talk about that first wave of people that came from or kids that were inspired by vince carter and what he did here in toronto right and i'm not so i'm, I'm not so much talking about the results in the, of a championship i'm talking about his style of play his dominance on the court and obviously the way he he dunked and and we all know him for the famous dunk competition but wave two and this is something victor made reference to Wave two is going to inspire a whole new generation of Canadian basketball players. All right. And we already see that there is a lot of talent when it comes to uh, basketball players in Canada. So I think that's good news for the Raptors. Because if the argument is that the Raptors have trouble signing superstar American players, they shouldn't have any problem signing superstar Canadian players. Mm -hmm. Because there is superstar American players or sorry, superstar Canadian players in the NBA. Mm-hmm. So there shouldn't be an issue signing the top Canadian NBA players going forward for the Raptors, right? RJ Barrett, we'll see how he is this year, but he's projected to be a very, very, very good player, a superstar in the making. Jamal Mar- Murray is already, a, I would say he's a superstar, a star, maybe he's getting paid like a superstar, uh, but he's a star player. If we can produce more of those, if we can produce more RJ Barrett's and more um, Jamal Murray's. We should be able to the Toronto Raptors in the future should be able to lure those Canadian superstars. I agree to the team. I agree. 100%. So I think I think it's on par. It's on par. It's got to be in par- it's parallel to one another. Mm-hmm. Success of Canada basketball and su- success of the Raptors. I think they go hand in hand S- in the future. Somebody has to see the opportunity now that they can be a superstar player and be the face of the Raptors. Mm-hmm. Somebody has to somebody has to see that. I don't know who it's going to be, but somebody's yeah. going to see. Listen, Kawhi did it, and he wasn't a really vocal person. But if we can get someone who's like a leader and a vocal person that says, "Listen, I can I can be the face of the Raptors." Yeah, I think the I problem think, was they they had a chance to get to keep that guy, and he just jumped ship right away. That yeah. that's the issue that I had was that just just when the league. And when fans were coming around yeah. to the Raptors and saying, okay, they're, they're successful. There's a lot of hype around them once they got to the NBA Finals, obviously. Yeah. But then all that just disappeared once Kawhi left. Mm-hmm. Had he stayed and have him resign, whether it's two years or four or five, if he stayed for a max, you would have seen a full-blown frenzy for the Raptors. 100%. In the American media, mm-hmm. they had an American guy. They had a he's top three player in the league. Yeah. Canada's team, the NBA analysts love it. Shaq, Charles Barkley, all those guys love Toronto. They were boosting the hell out of them, and that just all what came and went. Yeah. In one season. 
but I think somebody somebody's going to take that role. They have to. Well, someone on the someone on the team will take that role, but yes. it's hard to just it's hard to get superstar players in the NBA. Well, I mean, for the Raptors, I should say it's hard because yeah. they they've never really done it before. They've had to build their own players draft. Yeah. If Toronto can eventually down the road draft a Canadian superstar, breed and develop him in their own system. It doesn't have to be a Canadian. If they can get into a lottery pick and get a, a one-two. True. Yeah. No, exactly. It doesn't matter. But they wouldn't they that, can draft but, their own But superstar. wouldn't that be something if it can be a Canadian superstar? They've had their chances, and they, they've missed them. Yeah. Well, they had their chance for Wiggins. They well, missed that. They had a chance for RJ or Zion. And well, they they, but they've up, missed it for good reason. Yeah. Right? For Wiggins, Wiggins, they... They had a good chance. The biggest story back in 2013 when Wiggins was getting drafted was, um, well, obviously that he was the number one Canadian prospect. He hasn't panned out to be the superstar that he was projected to be. But that was the beginning of this Raptors run that cul- that has culminated in a championship, right? That's the Raptors in, in the year of the Andrew Wiggins draft. They started to be good with DeRozan and Lowry. So they, I mean, there was a lot of talk during that time that, you know, why are we, why are we winning games? That's... Let's tank for Wiggins. Remember that whole tank for Wiggins? That one had Rudy Gay. Yeah. <laughs> Rudy Gay. I don't even want to think of those days. Those were some dark days with the Raptors. Um, I think th- you're going to start to hear talk of them. Uh, you're going you're gonna to hear talks of uh, trade talks for Wiggins and the Raptors. I don't think it'd be a bad move. There's already talks about him moving. There, there's... There's some issues there. He had a really bad year this year. Mm-hmm. Um, he just recently declined the invite to play for Canada basketball, citing that he is turning all his attention to his game yeah. and having a bounce back season, which is fine. I'm more right with that as long as you just don't want to play play for them just because. But uh, you'll you'll start to see or hear Andrew Wiggins trade talk. I think that's something that we should embrace as Raptors fans. No matter how much this guy's struggling, or Andrew Wiggins is struggling, no matter how much he hasn't panned out yet, it'd be great to have a Canadian star on the on the Raptors. You know, and he might even he might even maybe that's what he's looking for. Maybe like, he needs that. Maybe he needs that. Some players need that, right? Because his his character has his, and his compete level has come into question. Maybe yeah. maybe that's something that can resurge his career. I think so. You look at it from a branding perspective. Hundred percent. That would definitely um, give him a. A little career research. Yeah. If you want to say that. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys. I think we're going to wrap this up. Good discussion. So we came in today. We're like, what are we going to talk about? (laughs) Just jump right into it. Sometimes you just got to jump into things and then you can run with it. And then we're doing the the radio show and we're like, man, that's a talking about Kawhi lifting. Or sorry, retiring his his number up to the rounders. That'd be a conversation. That'd be a great conversation. So, DJ, thanks for joining us today, buddy. No, no problem. Thanks for inviting me again. Good time, man. It was fun. Once again, follow us at purposely underscore offside on Instagram, at PO Sports Talk on Twitter. Once again, we got our, our Monday show coming up on, a, again, a 93.3 CFMU. If you're, if you're listening and you're tuning in early on Mondays, I want to thank you again for taking the time. Uh, we're available on all streaming platforms. If you want to download our podcast to take us on the go, no pun intended, but if you are a commuter, it's a great way to, to kill an hour or so when train. You do it every day. 
I'm doing it. I'm listening <laughs> to us. It's a, it's a fantastic way to get through it. <laughs> also, if you're a Mac athlete or know of a Mac athlete and you want to be on the show and share your story, shoot us a DM. Once again, at purposely underscore offside on Instagram and at PO Sports Talk on Twitter. Definitely love to have you on. Any athlete. Any athlete. Yeah. and Especially Mac athletes. Yeah. And, and you know what? We're... Um, we got some interviews lined up. Should be interesting. We want to start talking, obviously, hockey later in August uh, into September. Some uh, NFL talk. Want to get some NFL talk in. Um, we're going to want to get some soccer talk in. I know we've been um, craving to talk about the state of Canada soccer, so that'll be something we'll have to uh, discuss and set up an interview for. Uh, there's a f- there's a few people that we might want to talk to regarding that. So, yeah, a lot of a lot of good content um, that we want to add to the show, uh, and we look forward to doing just that. All right, plug guy. You even switched the Instagram name. Yeah. You like it? What are your thoughts on that? I like it. You open now? You open? Yeah. Probably. I wonder how many people are like, "Who the heck is this guy on my on my Instagram?" Well, tune in and you'll find out. Yeah. That's Jordan, the plug guy. Plug does all our plugs here on Purpose Outside. (laughs) All right, guys. Um, DJ again. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, guys. Brian, you have a fantastic honeymoon. As you venture to all these cities, places um, around Europe. Uh, Brian will be back with us next week. Like Jordan said, listen to us on 93.3 every Monday uh, for interviews or just talkable sports. Um, But yeah, thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. Comment, subscribe, listen. Uh, We'd love to get your feedback. So let us know what you want us to talk about. Let us know your opinions on some of the topics we are discussing. All right, thanks, guys. Have a great week. We'll see you then. We'll see you later, I should say. See ya. Peace.